Okay, we'll start again. All right, we'll take it. Uh, today's daf again is daf chaf beis and beitza. We'll take it from the Mishnah on chaf aleph and beitza. Last Mishnah. Shloshim var Rabbi Gamliel machmer shamai. There were <coughs> three things that Rabbi Gamliel was more stringent, like beis shamai. Even though Rabbi Gamliel was a <coughs> was a, a, an heir descendant of uh, Hillel, he was machmer. He was stringent for himself from his own house, as we see for his household. Like Beishami, what is that? Ain't Tomnes Hacham Lachetchila Biyantif. You're allowed to, of course, cook on Yantif. Every that's anything that requires Ochel Nefesh is Mutter. And we said because things that are that require Ochel Nefesh or Mutter, Kivan Shoutra Lutzaro Chutanam Shalotzach. For example, since you can carry for food, you can carry in the street for food. You can also carry even if it's not for food. That's Hutra. However, here we're talking about simply about storing hot food. From Yantif to Shabbos. So Veshame says, you may not store hot food on Yantif. Okay, apparently for Shabbos, we'll see what the Gemara is talking The Gemara is going to discuss this. Why can't you? Was there an Erev Tavshilin or not? If a menorah fell down, you can't pick it up. A candelabra fell down, you can't pick it up. Again, the Gemara is going to discuss it. And you also cannot make uh, large cakes or large amounts of cakes or breads. On Yantif, just small amounts, uh, just like wafers, small amounts. Now, these things are all mutter according to Basilel, but Rabbi Galil was machma like Beisham. I remember in my father's house, we never made large cakes, large breads on, uh, on uh, Yantif for Shabbos, right? Again, it's in, on behalf of Shabbos. I'm below. So they told them, what should we do? Your father's house, Machmir and Alatzman. They were machmer for everybody else. They were machmer for themselves. They were more stringent. But for everybody else, they were matter. In other words, they went back by Hillel. That you're allowed to do these things on Yantav. You're allowed to do these things. Just Beishamai was more machmer. And Rimliel, in this case, went like Beishamai. The Gemara is now going to discuss, what are we speaking? If you made an Erev Tavshilin, what's the problem? If you made an Erev Tavshilin, Let's say Yantif was Friday, and you may not have to show on Thursday, so be able to be able to cook and bake on Yantif for Shabbos. Why shouldn't you be able to do these things? If you didn't make an erev tavshil, my time why does Beisil allow it? Speaking where you didn't make an erev tavshil, and that's why Beishamai didn't allow it. And Rabbi Gamliel was machmer like Beishamai. Ah, the reason why Beisil was matter is because even if you didn't make an erev tavshil, if you didn't make an erev tavshil, and you're not allowed to cook. On Yantif, what you have to cook for Yantif, but you're cooking for after Yantif that you may not do. Can't do it in large amounts, like you know, you're doing it for the next day. Can't do that. However, next day being Shabbos, for if you do it for a weekday, that's Mamashin Isra right? You can't do it for for uh, for a week. You can't even do it for Shabbos. However, but just enough for his basic sustenance. The rabbis did allow that, even if you didn't make an erev tavshil, and since. Minat Torah, it's mutter to cook from Yantav to Shabbos, except we gave the reasons why do they forbid it, so that you should make sure you have food set aside for Shabbos, to, to, so you should realize that you can't, you're not even allowed to cook from Yantav to Shabbos, but Rabbanan, certainly you can't cook from Yantav to Chol, so it's only an answer to Rabbanan, but for his basic sustenance, they allowed it. Rafun Tamei who gives this answer and says, uh, we're speaking about according to basically well, you didn't make an after shilm, but you're allowed to do for your basic sustenance. He goes according to his own reason. Even if a, if a person forgot to make an after shilm, and let's say the rabbi or some public figure did not make one on his behalf, so therefore the person basically cannot 
cook on uh, Yontif uh, for, for Shabbos. So what do you do there? So what you do is, open low, Pasachas, you can make one piece of bread for him, and the girsis, and you can make the uh, tomlok uh, there, and you could you could store a one hot dish for him, like a cholent or hot water. and you can cook for him. Umadlikinosaner, and you could uh, you can light a fire for him, uh, light a fire for him in order to be able to to cook. Uh, in other words, to have one basic, uh, you're like in there, you're allowed to do only uh, for cooking. So here, but if a person didn't make an eftaf shilin, he doesn't have. You won't have a light for Yont if you're allowed to make uh, from Yont to Shabbos. You won't have a light for Shabbos. You're allowed to do it for on, on his behalf. So basically, you can even make you can even uh, fry for him a small fish part. So he should be able to have a good Shabbos. So Ravuna goes according to Shita. Tanami We see the same thing at a Brisa that even if a person didn't make an eftaf shilim and therefore is not allowed to cook from Yont to Shabbos, but you may do basic things for him, so he should have a basic meal on Shabbos. Again, on Yontif, for Yontif itself, you don't need an Erev and you can cook for Yontif on Yontif. The kish is cooking from Yontif to Shabbos. So if a person didn't have an Erev you can make from one bread, you can store from one uh, hot dish, and you can light a fire, light, light a candle for him, and you can warm up one pitcher of, you know, she should have some hot water for a coffee on, on Shabbos. They shall have some of and some say you could even fry from fish. Rav Omer, Lom Shiniach, two days of speaking about we did make an Erev. If he made an Erev, Tafshilin, so what's the problem? What's Beishamai's reasoning why you couldn't do this? It's different. Rav says that the reason why they, they didn't allow him to store a hot dish from Yontif to Shabbos because that looks like you're doing a big thing. And that's clearly doing for Shab- for Shabbos. The whole idea is Erev Tafshilin is what I cook, I start cooking on Thursday. So when I cook on Friday for Yontif and for Shabbos, it's all mixed up. Like Erev Tafshilin, I'm mixing up Shabbos and yeah, I'm cooking for Yontif. But when you store a hot dish, that looks like you're doing it for Shabbos. So then it's clear you're doing for Shabbos. The rabbis forbade that. That's what Beishamah's reasoning is, even though you made an Erev Tafshilin. That's that's a that's a difficult spor. Eisvei Abaya buys like this. Chananya Omer Chananya says in the name Beisham Beisham Yom Ein Of and Elam Kenarv. But Beisilu we had before says all you have to do is make one tafshil. What do you usually do? You usually have a a, a hard boiled egg and a matzah or a bread. That's good enough for your tafshil. You can cook everything based on that. Beisham I said no. You can't bake Elam Kenarv pas unless you had bread. Ein Bashalam Kenarv tafshil. You can't cook a dish unless you already had a cooked dish. Okay, that's usually that suffices with an egg and a uh, and a piece of bread or a matzah. Bain told me you can't store them, can unless you already had stored hot water, mayor of Yantif. In other words, you can't do any process unless you already had that done on Thursday before Yantif. Right. But if you had a hot dish or hot water stored before Yantif on behalf of Shabbos, so you see, just storing. Rubba said, oh, storing anything looks like you're doing it long-term for Shabbos. It's clear you're not doing it for Yontif. He says, no, but it's mashma. Even Hananiah, who explained by Shammai, who was machmer and said, you can't do it. You can't bake unless you already had something baked. You can't cook unless you had something cooked. You can't store unless you had something stored. But if you had something stored, you could store it, even though it's obvious that it's for Shabbos. So Abaya rejects Rubba's reasoning and says, no, it's not necessarily going like Beishamai, and even though you made an Erev Tav the problem over here is you can't store because it, it looks like you're clearly that you're doing it for Shabbos. It's not like you're mixing up Yantav and Shabbos. So Rabbi, speaking about 
where you didn't make an error for, for, the, uh, for storing. You made an error for baking and cooking, but not for storing. That's his reasoning. Top Rashi in the page says, You baked and you cooked on Thursday. But you didn't store anything, and that's what it's speaking about. And that's why the Mishnah says, when Leel says, he was machmer, and they were not tom- They didn't store on Yontif on behalf of Shabbos. And the Gemara says, if he made an after of Shil, what's what Beishamai's reasoning? And if he didn't make an after of Shil, what's Beishil? So we have two answers. Ravuna says it's going on Beishil. You did make you didn't make an after of Shil, but basic sustenance you're allowed to somebody you're allowed to do on his behalf, even though he didn't make an after of But at the end of the day, we're saying Beishamai said the, the other reasoning is that Abai says is that it could be like going Beishamai. And you made an Erev Tavshilm, but you didn't make an Erev Tavshilm by storing food. You only made an Erev Tavshilm by preparing a baked dish and a cooked dish, and you didn't store. And it goes like Hananyu said that Ibn Beishamai says that you cannot do any process unless you already started doing it before, uh, when you, on Thursday before, when you started doing before. So uh, in this case, he baked and he cooked, but he didn't store. If he didn't store on Thursday, he's not allowed to store on Yantif on behalf of Shabbos. The second part that Rabbi Galil said was Machim the Mishnah. He said that Ein you can't set up a menorah that fell down. My cover, what's wrong if the menorah fell down? You're just picking it up and putting it down. It's 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 lit already. It's just what what's the problem? We're speaking about a menorah that had that had joints that had different parts. It came apart. The Mechzikabona. It looks like he's constructing the Beishami Sarvi Yesh Right, yesh binyan bekelim, the yesh steer bekelim. There's a famous achlokes b'sham esilo. You're not allowed to build, okay? But what about in a vessel? Building is usually construction of a house, something of that sort. What about a kli, a vessel? Is there that also binyan and steer? Is that binyan and steer building and demolishing are two malachas on Shabbos? B'sham says there is such a thing. And therefore, when you put a kli together, a menorah that came in parts, you know, you had a base and a top, etc., that's binyan. That's constructing that you can't do. There's no, there's no demolition or building when it comes to a kli. If it's not mukta, you're allowed to put it together. So even though it came in parts, you're allowed to. And that's why he says he was machmer. If, if the menorah fell apart and it was in parts, you can't put it together on Yantif. Uh, because again, ain bein Shabbos liyontev el nochem b'shavah. We're speaking here about even yontev. We're not talking about Shabbos here. We're talking about doing this on yontev, and um, and you can't. And the difference between yontev and Shabbos are both have the same luchas. There's different. There's a question what the punishment is on yontev. It's only a lav on Shabbos. It's uh, it's uh, kares. Uh, and there's a question also whether on uh, on Shabbos, if you did all thirty nine luchas, you chayiv thirty nine on yontev. Could be your only chayiv one. But everybody grieves. Everybody agrees that if unless for Ochel Nefesh and things that are mutter because of Ochel Nefesh, uh, there's no difference between Shabbos and Yantav. So here you can't you can't uh, you can't build a building or demolishing is an Israelach on Yantav as it is on Shabbos. Ula Iklabe Rav Yura. Ula went to the house of Yura, come Shamai, and his servant got up, Zakovle Sharga, and he straightened out the candle, the menorah. What does he mean by that? So Rosh Zakovle Sharga means he wanted to, he didn't want the uh, oil to be all consumed, so he pushed it back. In other words, he straightened it out. He wanted, to, he wanted to move the oil in the candle a little bit further back so that it shouldn't all, uh, should, shouldn't all be consumed. In other words, he effectively um, extinguished the flame. He did, might have done it in slow motion or he might have made this flame smaller, but he was poor, taking out oil effectively from the candle. Esau of Yudalula, how was he allowed to do that? 
uh, how did you allow your servant to do that? If you put oil into the candle, into the, into the menorah, you're chayev, mishum maver, that's lighting a candle, right? You're, that's lighting a fire, you can't do that. And if you take oil away from it, that's for extinguishing. So you can't light a fire, you can't start a fire, and you can't extinguish. How is he allowed to do it? I didn't realize what he did. I, it was, it was, I, I didn't realize that he did that. Of course, that's... Uh, I didn't realize what he did. Of course, that's forbidden to do. Okay, so you can't, uh, you can't uh, start a fire on... You're allowed to cook, but you can't start a fire. So over here... Um, uh, yeah, that was the story over here that he did this. Uh, he did this apparently even on Yontif, right? He doesn't he tell us that it was Yontif. He just says he went to his house. Uh, does it say when he did it? Ulkabev of Yudah comes shine. Apparently, it's even on Yontif. You're not allowed to add, add or take away uh, from the fire. Omar Rav, Omar Rav, trimming the wick is mutter. In other words, you're just trimming it like, like you're, you're, the, the wick is getting like charcoaly black and it won't light well. That you're allowed to do. Again, all these things are mutter. When it's mutter, it's mutter because of, uh, basically because of ochel nefesh, you're allowed to do a malacha of, uh, of uh, lighting or, or extinguishing, for, not extinguishing, you're allowed to light, right? He says, machaba is also, keeping yantav is not mutter, unless it had some purpose, as we'll see, unless it had a purpose related to cooking. If it didn't have a purpose like that, you're not allowed to. Boy, minei, abba bar marsum he has this question, if a person wanted to have, um, uh, wanted to be intimate with his wife on Yantif, but there's a light there, can he extinguish the light for that reason? Now, that's not Ochel Nefesh, but the question is, he, so he asked that, it's not Ochel Nefesh, he's not eating, it's not, it doesn't relate to food, but is he allowed to for his pleasure on Yantif? So go to a different house. If that room, if there's light in that room, let him go to another house or another room. Let's say he had no other house or no other room. I make a partition to 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 um, section it off so that the light won't come into that area. He doesn't have he doesn't have any materials. Can't build a mechitza, but let's say there was a mechitza there. Just place it there. Let's say he doesn't have mechitza. What are you going to do? What, 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 if he doesn't have a mechitza, what can he do? It says It's okay. You could take a uh, vessel, a cup, or something, or a pot, and cover up the light. What if he doesn't have one? He has no other option. What is he going to do? Oh, sir, you can't do that. You can't extinguish the flame on Yontif in order to be intimate with his wife. How can you? Now we have a cash on that. Let's say a log is lit, is, is kindled on, on Yontif. You can't extinguish it, let's say, because you want to save the log for later on. You don't want it to burn, to burn out, uh, to be consumed. So you uh, want to extinguish the fire. You can't do that. If there's a purpose to it for Yontif, so that the house shouldn't become smoky, or 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 you don't want the let's say the fire is very strong and the and the food's going to get like burnt uh, it's get burnt up or smoky then it's mutter so you see that there are cases where you're allowed to extinguish the fl- flame in order so that it sh- you should have a, a tanaganyant if you don't want the house to get smoky or you don't want the food to get smoky no that's rabuta shita rabuta holds that even things that are tsarukh yantif 
right? Uh, that it's mutter. But Tzorach Yontif, it's mutter. That's Rabbi Yudu says that even machshirach on nefeshar, even things that are preparations for food, even though it's not the food itself, anything which is necessary, and it says, because the Pasuk says, anything that you need. So if you need it for Yontif, you don't want the house to get smoky, you don't want the food to get smoky, or in this case, he wants to be able to be with his wife, uh, that's also mutter. That's Rabbi Yudashita. Anything that's your tzorach, it's anything you need on Yontif is mutter. We go like the Rabbonan, I'm going according to Rabbonan, who don't darshan. They say, only things related to food are mutter. Again, if it's, if it's mutter because of food, because of food like carrying or cooking, okay, so then in other cases, you're also, you're allowed to however, not for uh, extinguishing is not mutter. Extinguishing is not for cooking. And therefore, as we said before, Rashi says, Kibu Biyantav, low history. Ain't Kibu Zel, so it's not Tzorach Yantav. So if it's, even, even Rabbi Yudah holds, if it's a Tzorach Yantav, like it's the food's getting, or the house is getting smoky, he says, even that is mutter. But the Rabbanan don't even say that. And even Rabbi Yudah says, only if it's a Tzorach Yantav. Whereas if it was just to save the log for later on, that's not even a Tzorach Yantav according to Rabbi But the Rabbanan say, no, only things that's related to food, that's the only time that you have a hetzer. Kim al Rabban. Boy, had a similar question. Let's say you have a large fire. Fire is burning down the house. Can you, can you extinguish that? If there's, somebody's life is in danger, there's no question about that. If somebody's house is in danger, if somebody's lives are in danger, you could put out the fire on Shabbos to save uh, to, to question over here is if his house is going to burn down <laughs> so if his house is going to burn down and he's going to have a bad yontif because he's going to be out in the street that's the question you can't what do you mean it's the same question we had before from Rabbi Yudah's case you can't extinguish a log to save the log for later on but if it's so that the house shouldn't get smoky or the food shouldn't get smoky then it's mutter so you see a lot. Again, the same answer. He Rabbi that goes like Rabbi Yudu says that what? That the Malachas of, of Shabbos are Mutter and Yantif, anything that's for Tzorach Yantif, anything that's for your, your requirement. So there you're allowed to. According to Rabbi Yudu, yes, you would be allowed to. So you shouldn't have to be out in the street. You can extinguish your house. You can extinguish the fire on Yantif in your house, even though, even though there's no life in danger. If there's life in danger, even Shabbos is Mutter, right? Except for the three cardinal sins, but you're, any mulacha on Shabbos is mutter if it's if it's uh, pikuach nefesh. But if it's not letzorch pikuach, and we're talking about on yantif, if it's not for food, Rav Yudas matter. But we go like the Rabbanim. But I mean, a similar question of Ashi Meimer. Are you allowed to paint the eye? We're talking about when you, can you medically treat the eyes? They used to put some sort of a paint on the eye on uh, to to heal the eye. And they, Umar says in Avodah that that also is a reflection uh, when he can't see because it's a reflection of the heart. In other words, it's really a pekuch nefesh situation. If it's really his life is in danger, of course, you can even mechal even Shabbos. But on Yontav, where it's just to improve himself, to make him feel better, and, and it is a medical issue, Yolatu uh, on Yontav, again, if his life is in danger, could go in Rira. Uh, Rira is like when there's a severe discharge uh, Ditsa, there's pain in the eye. It feels like there's uh, like there's needles in his eye. Uh, Dama is like congestion. Demasa, very watery. Kadachas, if there's an inflammation, 
when there's a serious illness involved, the chilas ukla, or the beginning of any of these things, lami boile, lami boile, there's no question. He was Shabbos shari. In other words, a serious uh, infection of the eye uh, is a, it could be a reflection on the heart, and therefore his uh, his pikuach nefesh involved. You can mechal Shabbos, kikim boile, sofuch. We're talking about where he's almost cured. Upetzuche eina. And or he just wants to make the eye brighter. Now to be able to see a little bit better, make it clear to give clearness of the eyes. My Amalei says, Osir. What about the the same kasha Eisvei Emecham? because you can't extinguish a log, and on on uh, Yantif to save the log, but you may do it in order to keep the house from or the food from getting smoky. Again, the Shani give the same answer like we gave before. That's a Kuntra who says on Yantif all Malachas are mutter if it's for your tzorach, even if it's not a tzorach of food. Whereas the rabbis say, no, only hulabado, uh, yes, ochel nefesh is mutter, and things that are mutter for ochel nefesh, then we say, like, like caring, but it's got to be first something which is ochel nefesh. A maimer was lenient, and he said, yes, on Shabbos, the whole question over here was, I was on Yontif, on Shabbos, if it's not Sakonis Nefashos, Everybody says he, that you may not uh, paint the eyes. You can't treat the you can't medically treat the eyes on Shabbos unless it's pikuach nefesh. A maimer though allowed it to do. You can have a let's say a goyish doctor could do it on you. Um, some say a maimer He himself allowed himself his, his own eyes to be treated by a goy on Shabbos. Amrashi said to a maimer, "My what's your svarot?" Because anything for a goy, and anything that uh, requires med- uh, medical treatment, you're allowed to do on Shabbos by a goy. Again, if it's if if there's pikuach nefesh involved, there's life is in danger. There's no question you could do anything by anybody. Uh, the the chief rabbi could do it, right? Or any doctor could certainly do it. The question over here is when it's not something which is vals pikuach nefesh, and you're not supposed to treat medically on Shabbos. Can a goy do it? So Ula says, Revelois is called Sakhol, anything that a chola needs, whatever he needs, you could do via Goy on Shabbos from Ramnuna, called the Vashainbo Sakana, anything that doesn't involve a Sakana, again, if it has a Sakana, a Jew could do it. If it doesn't have a Sakana, Omalanachi Vaosa. Hani Milyach Lo Messiah, that's only if you don't aid him, you don't help him along. Avamarka Messiah Day. He asked him, he asked him Maymer, how are you allowed to uh, have yourself treated, your eyes treated by a goy on Shabbos? That's only where where you're not helping him, but you're helping him to come to Pasuk. You're closing your eyes and opening your eyes. That's part of the process. You put the to put the uh, the medicine, the salve, whatever it is, you're putting it in the eye, and you're helping him along by opening and closing and opening your eye. Amalei, Ikravzid asked me the same question. He also had the same problem. He holds like you he asked me the same question that I'm helping with Shani, and I answered him, Messiah and Bomamish that helping is not, has of no consequence. We had the same thing Rashi points out by a melacha. If one person could do the melacha and the other person can't do the melacha, but the person who can't do the melacha on his own is helping the other guy, he's putter, because that's a helping doesn't, doesn't count. And therefore also, I'm helping him along, but I'm not really doing it. He's doing it, I'm not doing it. A maimer who was mako, by he said, by a goy on Shabbos, on Yontif, he allowed... Uh, a person's eyes to be treated on the second day of Rosh Hashanah he allowed it to be done uh, apparently because uh, the second day of Rosh Hashanah is not really it's only 
It's only because Minig of Asain be Adenu. So he was more Makel there. It's not really Yantif. said, If you have a dead body laying around on the first day of Yantif, you have the Goyim do it. Because it's Yantif, you have the Goyim take care of burying the body. The second day of Yantif, then even Jews could do it because it's not really Yantif. Even the two days of Rosh Hashanah, which we consider to say a Yoma Arichta, maybe we had that before, that it's considered one long day. Even the second day of Yom that's only by if there's a dead body laying around. When it comes to an egg, if an egg was, was uh, we said, was what? On, uh, on Yontif, on two days of Yontif, it was late on the first day. Okay, the second day is not Yontif, either, either one or the other. So therefore, the second day is okay. But on, on Rosh Hashanah, which is Yom Aruchta, we don't, we're not matur an egg. And over here, the same thing. How are you matur on the second day of Yontif for the eye to be treated? So he answered, I know kind of like the people in the door, I'm off the mutter. Even the it's also mutter on the second day. What's your for Maybe Elul will be, uh, extend, the mountain will be extended and have a 30-day Elul, and Rosh Hashanah, the second day of Rosh Hashanah is really the first day. Homer of Chinnabarkanami, most Ezra Vela from the days of Ezra. During Ezra's time, they did, I did have uh, uh, Elul with 30 days. But after Ezra's time, Lomatzina El Mober, it's never Mober, and therefore he says, I, I hold that, like the people in Ardor, that the second day of Rosh Hashanah is no more stringent than the first, than the second day of a regular Yontif, and therefore, if a beitzah was, was late on one day, it's okay the next day. And therefore, the same thing I say, the second day of Yontif of, uh, is not really Yontif. And when it comes to medicine, you're allowed. Again, you're not mats or everything. It's still Yontif. You can't go around driving. You can't do things, uh, but for medicine, they allowed that. So we've discussed the first two things about uh, that Ramli was machmalik beishamai, about storing food on Yontif for Shabbos if you didn't really store, if you didn't make an air of Tavshilin or a coin trafun, even if you did make an air of Tavshilin, uh, 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 rather, if you didn't make an air of Tavshilin coin trafuna, and according to the second opinion of Baye, um, if you made an air of Tavshilin, but you didn't make one for storing, and the second halacha about um, the Zokvin as a menorah, you're allowed, you're, that he didn't do that, why? Because he held like Beshamai, that that's considered construction. Constructing a menorah that was in parts is also considered construction. We don't hold that way. And then the third thing that we, on the side, we discussed all these ideas about uh, knocking out the, uh, can you extinguish a, fl- a fire for other reasons. Rabbi says, if it's for any Hanoah that you have on Yant, if you're allowed to, but we all like the Rabbanan, you're not allowed to extinguish. Extinguishing is only mutter when it's in the process of cooking. As we'll see, they're part of the process of cooking is extinguishing. But, uh, but if it's not part of the process of cooking, it's, it's not permissible. And then uh, we said that you can't, uh, the third thing he says, he didn't allow, uh, didn't allow large cakes or large breads to be made on Yontif. Okay, ain't open. The Gemara is going to discuss that now. Tanner Rabbana, ain't open, Pete and Gritson. You're not allowed to make large cakes or large loaves on Yontif, only smaller ones like wafers. Tanner Rabbana, Beishami Omrim, ain't open, Pasach, Pesach. Talk about Pesach. On Pesach, you can't make thick bread. Presumably, why can't you make thick bread? Because it might become chametz, right? We might not bake enough in time, and it'll rise and become chametz. Ubeisil matir, beisil you're allowed to. But kama beisav, what's what's thick bread? Amravuna tefach. It's a tefach thick. Tefach is like a, a fist. It's like a tefach thick. Tefach is like uh, eight eight to uh, almost ten centimeters. Um, uh, he says beisil says you're allowed to. Why? How do you find? Why is that? Uh, why is it allowed to according to Basil? She came at sinu b'lechem upon him. The lechem upon him, which was matzah, 
right? Only the shteal lechem and some of the breads with the carbon with the carbon tamid with the carbon um, toda were chametz, right? But all the other all the other breads and uh, in the in the carbonos were um, were matzah. The lechem upon him was matzah. Was matzah. She came and said, "Lechem upon him, that's matzah." Even though it's a tefach thick, it was matzah. So they allowed that. Maskel Rav Yosef, Imar Rabbi who made the lechem upon him? We had before several places. It was made by the base of base Garmo. They were the experts. You remember the uh, you had the uh, base Aftinas who made the Ktoras, and you had the um, the um, uh, these the breads. The lechem upon him was made by the base Garmo. They were experts in the field. They were craftsmen. They knew what they were doing. They were professionals. So there, they were allowed to, they were, they were experts and they were zariz, they were very uh, scrupulous and diligent. They were allowed to. Yom Shem Zizim, we're talking about Stam in a household, the wife is baking some bread or the husband's baking bread on Pesach, you allow him to make it a tefach thick. Imam Rupa or if you say it, if you allow it in the case of, um, uh, of a bread which, a bread which is, um, uh, which is very uh, well needed, Rashi explains how they used to, you know, beat the uh, kernels and, and rub them and, uh, hundreds of times uh, in the base of Migdash. If that was pasamola, yomer pasha you also allow it in the case of bread, which, breads over here, which have not been well kneaded. So if we're talking about on Pesach and the concern is maybe it's going to become chametz, how do we allow that? In the base of Migdash, they uh, they had very dry wood. They didn't take wood after in, from the summer months on. Middle of uh, of they stopped using. Uh, they stopped taking new wood because the wood had to be very dry so that it would burn well and burn quickly. Again, in the base migdash, they used uh, they used uh, ovens that were very hot. They were constantly being used. Are you going to say that by a cold oven that's just being warmed now for the first time? In the base of migdash. The kachim were all um, um, cooked and baked and uh, cooked and roasted in a um, in a metal oven, which was very hot. Yom Tana Shacharis, the same thing for the earthenware uh, tana, which is not a sign. So how do you, how do you say that basilus matzer, even a thick bread, a, a tefach thick, because of uh, what, like in the lechem aponim in the base of Megdash. Lechem aponim was under very strict uh, um, as, as, un, under very uh, under very strict and scrupulous conditions. Which allowed it to be baked quickly. I asked Rebbe privately about this. This is Rebbe. I asked Rebbe privately. Beichud means either privately or I asked him very clearly. Another pshat Rashi. Umana Rav, who was who, who did who did I ask? I asked I asked my Rebbe this, and who was my Rebbe? Rav, my pasava. What is thick bread? Pas maruba. We're not talking about thick bread, and 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 we're not talking about thick bread. We're talking about a lot of bread. So it's not because a question, as we'll see, of chametz. We're just talking about a lot of bread. You can't do a lot at one time. La mishum chametz el mishum because it's a lot of tircha. Because it looks like you're tatar tircha yaseir. The macha looks like you're baking bread for the next day and the following day. You can't bake a lot of bread. It looks like you're doing a wholesale bread, a wholesale baking over here. You can, I mean, some say the same thing, but it wasn't Ravir Rabbi Abba who asked his Rebbe, who was Rav, but whether it was Rav who asked the question. I'm a Rav, the Rav. Said the name of Rav. The Rav says Shiltas Rabbi. I asked my Rabbi Biyichud privately. Umanu, who is that Rabbi Nakadosh? I asked Rabbi is really Rabbi of Yudah Nasi, also called Rabbi Nakadosh. My pasava pasmur means a lot of it. Why is it called pasava? Mishum the nefesh because because it takes a, there's a lot of kneading going on. It's called thick because you bake a lot of bread. You need a lot of kneading. You're, there's a lot of kneading going on. Inami Basri the high or in that city 
The high time in that city, it doesn't really mean thick bread. It means a lot of bread. Or maybe in that city, they call uh, a lot of bread, they call it pasava. So the question that is, the reason over here is we're saying, if you shouldn't cook a lot of bread, because it looks like you don't need it for that day. So if that's the reason, why are we talking about Pesach? Tanro Baruch Beshamay said, "Ain't no from Pas Ava BePesach Mezulmatir." Why talk about Pesach? Any Yontif? I feel B'Shay Yom Tov Nami. You're right. It could have been all Yom Tov also. The Tan of Yontif Pesach Koi. The Tan over there was speaking about Pesach, so he mentioned Pesach. But the truth applies to all other Yom Tov also. Tanya Miachi. We see that also in the Brisa. B'Shamay Omrim. Ain't no from Pas Meruba BeYontif BeSulmatirim. We have a Brisa also which says you don't make a lot of bread on Yontif. And he's not talking about our Pesach. He mentions Yontif, but it applies to, Sh- to Shavuos and Sukkot and Yontif, uh, Rosh Hashanah also as well. And Basil says, you're allowed to. Why? Because, even if it's not for Tzarek Yontif, you're allowed to. And maybe, uh, like we say, maybe guests will come later on, etc. Once you're baking already, you're baking. Again, you're allowed to do it for Yontif if there's extra, extra. The issue, the issue, the issue of not baking on Yontif for another day is if you're not going to use it on Yontif. You finished eating already Yontif. It's Yontif is almost over. Now you're cooking or you're baking for clearly not for Yontif. That's forbidden. That's forbidden. And for Shabbos, you're allowed to only if you made an Erev Tavshilin. But if you didn't make an Erev Tavshilin and you finished your meals on Yontif, then uh, you're not allowed to, to bake or cook. If you still may eat it on Yontif, you're still planning to eat later on, then it's certainly mutter. If you cook a little extra, you cook a little extra, we said before. Even if you're making more breads than necessary, some say because the, the more bread you have in the oven, the better it is, the quicker it'll go. Or even not, if it's the same amount of work, you're allowed to make, if it's one pot, and you're only going to eat one piece of meat, but you could put 10 pieces of meat in the pot, you're not doing any extra work, then you're allowed to, because basically you're cooking for yontif and adding on a little bit. But if you're the, the main issue is when you're finished yontif, you're not going to eat any more on yontif. Now you're just baking for, for the next day. If the next day is Shabbos, you made an after shul, and you're allowed to. If the next day is chol, you're certainly not allowed to under any conditions. Afu Amar, this from Yomlil, who was machmir, uh, got me three things. Again, even though he was, um, he was in Hillel's family, uh, but he was machmer in three things in his family. They were machmer in three things like Beishamai. He also said, like he was also lenient in three areas. What is that? They used to eat their meals on, on, uh, on beds. So you're allowed to sweep between the beds on Yontif uh, to sweep the, the, what's wrong with sweeping? Because those, their, their, their floors were made out of dirt. And the concern was if you, if you sweep a whole house, then you, you might be Meshavagumos. In other words, you might be fill up the, it might be holes in the ground from the dirt, and you might be filling up those holes. And that's already like binion, that's like construction. So if you did a whole house, you weren't allowed to. But if you did between the beds, he was makel and said, like Basil, you're allowed to. Manichnes mugmar, you're also allowed to put spices on the coals. They would burn spices for the good smell. We'll talk about what the smell was for. Uh, you're allowed to do that. He was matter that. And in all these cases. Now, this is not simple like Basil Bashamai. Right? He says, you're allowed to was makel because you're not doing the whole house when it comes to sweeping. Menichem Samumur, we're going to talk about on Yantif. And you're also allowed to, he was mounted, uh, the, on, on Leila Seder, can you roast a, uh, a, 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 can you roast a goat, a kid, 
a helmeted one. What does it mean, helmet with the feet and the intestines on the outside? It looks like they weigh, like like uh, the carbon pesach. He was allowed. The rabbi said not because the rabbi said people will think you're allowed to mamish make a carbon pesach on yantif bismanazeh, and you're going to eat kachim bachutz. You can't be makdish an animal because then it's kachim, and then you're eating it out, outside the base of mizrach. And it's a rice of karis. So the chum forbade all these three things. Now we're going to discuss them all. Um, Rav Asi. Now, so the first one, where the Gemara doesn't really discuss. He says, the, He says you're allowed to do between the beds. Uh, between the beds you're allowed to. But the Rabbanans say you can't because, because it looks like you are uh, f- f- uh, filling up the holes of the dirt. And that's like Binyan. The second case was you're allowed to make spices, burn spices on the coals on Yantav. What's going on here? Um, Rav Asi. Machlokas the machlokus is if you're perfuming clothes. It's nothing to do with eating. You just want to make it, they didn't have dry cleaning places like that in, in those days. If the clothes smelled, you wanted to perfume them. So you put some spices on the coals and the smoke came up and you clean your, and you put, put a nice smell into your clothes. That's the machlokus. Ravasi says that's the machlokus over here, right? That, that uh, the Ringalil says you're, mut, you're mutter and the Chum say you can't do that. Uh, it's not ochel nefesh. It's not eating, right? So that's not... Um, the Chum say that's not uh, ochel. That's not ochel nefesh. Mugmer, it's, it's not what ochel nefesh is involved over there, right? Rashi says that's only from mafunakim for people who want to be clean or they have bad breath or something like that. This is not ochel nefesh, and it's not ochel ashavel ochel nefesh, right? That's kol nefeshu. Even if you say that it's uh, you're allowed to um, put spices on the fire for food. So you might say, but it's, it's got to be tzorch ochol nefesh, and this is not, it's not a tzorch chol nefesh, not a tzorch ochol nefesh. Tzorch chol nefesh, that's only for certain people. Mefunakim want their clothes perfumed properly. And that's the reason why the rabbis forbade it. That's what we're saying at this point. But for smelling, if you just want to have a nice smell in the house, everybody likes a good smell, everybody gives that smutter. That's what Ravasi said. Now we ask the kasha then. If you're not allowed to sweep between the, the beds on Yantav, as we said before, as we saw in the mission, Mugliel says you're allowed to sweep between the beds as long as you don't sweep the whole house. Amr of Lazarab Tzadok says, no, I disagree. Even Mugliel didn't really do that. I followed my father, the Mugliel, into Mugliel's house, and they didn't really sweep between the beds. They didn't really sweep between the beds on Yantav because there you have a problem of filling up the holes in uh, the dirt, and that's like construction. They really swept them before Yantif. Before Yantif. Well, Parsim saying what they did was, after they swept them, they spread sheets on the on that dirt. The next day, when guests came in, they removed the sheets, and the house was already swept. In other words, it was a way for preparing the house so that it's like preparing a tablecloth or something. You put a tablecloth on the dirt so that it, so it was automatically, all you had to do is if there was any dirt that came on the house before the dirt, before the guests came, it fell on the, on these sheets. They removed the sheets and then the, uh, the dirt was automatically cleaned up, was swept out. Amrlo, they said to him, they said to Rav Lazar, Rav Tzadik, what do you mean? That's what they did. Can you do that on Shabbos too? What's the big problem that he was matur and yantif to do this? Even on Shabbos you're allowed to do that. So uh, that's not sweeping at all. You didn't sweep on Shabbos. And he said also, you can't, play, you put, you can't put spices on the coals and to, make, to make a good perfume on yantif. They did. Amrlo, Rav Tzadik, 
No, I uh, even Rabbi Gamliel didn't really do it on Yantif. I went into the house of Gamliel. I followed my father from Gamliel's house many times. They didn't put uh, spices on the on the coals on Yantif. They brought censers. Censers are containers in which they smoke. Um, they smoke spices, and they would bring these iron censers air of Yantif. They would smoke them before Yantuf, and the holes in the censers they would stop up the holes on Erev Yantuf after they smoked them so that the smell, the strong smell of fumes stayed inside the censer, inside this, this container. The next day, when guests came in, and they un, they unstopped the they took off the kakim they they unstopped the holes in the sensors. When the whole house was smelled very nicely, Miss Gamrail, the whole house smelled very nicely. The perfume spread. Amalo, they said to her blazer but Sadik that that's all Ring Mali was matter. Im came up for Shabbos more to last was came. What are you talking about in Yantif? You even allowed to do that on Shabbos? So that's not an answer. So it can't be. It can't be like you're saying. Ravasi says the machlokus is for clothing, right? You see over here that uh, that the issue was more than that. Ray says over here in Rashi, uh, a few lines before the bottom. Um, no, this is about ten lines from the bottom of the page. That can't be the case. The answer is Rumelio really was matzah. They put it really, he, he smoked it, he smoked the, these um, uh, perfumes, they allowed them to smoke on Yantav. That's why they argued. In other words, you see over here, okay, so they were arguing about it was done on Yantav or not, but you see the issue was not perfuming the clothes. The question simply was to smell the chavarochen. The issue is on Yantav itself. Can you place uh, 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 spices on the coals on Yantav to make a nice smell or not? Who said the story in Rabbi Gamliel's house was different? In other words, said before the machlokus is to perfume clothes, but if you just want to make a nice smell, that everybody says you're allowed to. That's not the case over here because uh, it can't be that the machlokus was about doing something for Yantav. The machlokus is really about smoke, about making a nice smell on Yantav. You see over here from the discussion that the issue was that Lazarus Sadek said it wasn't on Yantav. They did it before Yantav and then they made a nice smell on Yantav. You see that the issue is simply making a nice smell, not perfuming clothes. Ella. So therefore, he changes it. Ella, um, Eli Itmar, four lines from back, back in the Gemara, four lines from the bottom of the page. Eli Itmar, Hoki Itmar. This must be what Ravasi said. Omar Ravasi, Machlokas, Labriach. The Machlokas is just to make a nice smell in the house. Can you do it on Yantav or not? Avalagamar, but to perfume clothes, everybody says is also. Even Ramlil, uh, even the Ramlil uh, would not matter perfuming clothes on, on, um, on Yantav, because that certainly is not the uh, Tzoruch. Uh, Kol nefesh. Not everybody does that. Only people who have, and uh, only people who are very uh, particular and they want their clothes to smell nicely, etc. But uh, the machlokas of here was: Can you put spices on the fire on yantif to make the house smell nicely? Boilu. So that's the machlokas. Muliel said you're allowed to. The rabbanan said you're not allowed to. And the rabbanan said simply because that's not something that's for everybody. Rabbanan asri to be in davar shavachol nefesh. 
Right, for Abanan say no. It's not a tzachnash. Not everybody needs a nice, a nice perfumey smell in their house on Yantiv. Are you allowed to smoke fruits? To allowed to smoke fruits, meaning to uh, place uh, uh, fruits in uh, in the smoke of besamim, so to to absorb the smell. You want to smoke fruits. Rabbi Yirmiyah says you can't do it. Aser. Again, it's not something which everybody uh, needs. Shmuel says mutter. Shmuel says it's mutter. And interesting, Rashi says it is ochel nefesh. And so even poor people could do it. They just don't have it. They don't have that ability to. But it's like like a, a poor person doesn't have an animal. But if he found a, if he had a deer came into his yard on Yantiv or something, and he's allowed to, he may he he can't afford it. But if he has it, if he happens to have it, he would use it. Same thing over here. Uh, you could argue it's, that perfuming the house, smelling the house smell, that's not something that uh, that poor people are even interested in, right? So therefore, you can argue and say that, or Racham say it's also because it's not a shava b'chol nefesh, but fruits to smoke, poor people may not have the fruits to smoke or not have the ability to smoke them, but if they had them, they would. They would like it, and therefore it's shava b'chol nefesh. Shmuel says it's mutter. Avun amar asr, Because when you smoke something, what does that mean? You put the spices on the coals, you're initially, you're extinguishing it. You're extinguishing the coals when I do that. I'm of Nachman. And that's the same reason why, he's, why Rob said it's Osir. He says he can't do it because it's not Sarchol Nefesh. Shmuel says it is. So the reason it's Osir, because since it's not Sarchol Nefesh, you're extinguishing. I'm of Nachman. Name of Why don't you say it's also because you're also, you're also kindling. Because when you do, when you put stuff on the fire, it first extinguishes a little bit, but then it also makes the fire stronger. I mean both. I'm just saying that you start off by extinguishing and then you kindle. It's also to do, even the one who says it's also says it's also to do on a charcoal fire because you're first extinguishing it and then you're lighting it. And it's not Ochol Nefesh. Again, if it's Dover Shavu Ochol Nefesh, you could say it is Mutter to do. Again, you're allowed to do it since it's Ochol Nefesh is Mutter. Hutter also for something which is for not for ochol nefesh, but it's the chol nefesh. This isn't chol nefesh, according to, um, in the case of stam spices, it's not ochol, the chol nefesh. Here the issue is, is it the chol nefesh? Shmuel says it's mutter, the other ones say it's osir. Even the one says it's osir, it's only osir on a charcoal fire, because you're extinguishing and lighting. But let's say you had a, a shard uh, that, you, that you had warmed up already. Now, uh, it was warmed up, it was hot, so uh, there's no extinguishing over here because there's no fire. You just you're just taking the shard and making it maybe making it a little cooler when you initially put the spices on. Oh, but afterwards you're making them burn. You're making those burn. That's already kalachriyad. Rashi explains mutter the kibuleka. There's no extinguishing. There's no fire, and you're also not making a fire. like deraisa. When you're making when you're putting hot spice, uh, spices on a hot shard, on a burning hot shard, and you're making it burn, that's kalachiyah. There's no, it's not really a fire over here. It's also because you're giving birth to a smell. In other words, you're making something new. Because the smell is going into the shard, into this, uh, into this earthenware shard that didn't have a fun before, and you're introducing a new, and that's molid, making something new. That's like making a new, a new work. Those are the people who say it's also. Rabba, Rav Yostam, Tavayu, and, but however, as we'll see, there's still another opinion that it's mutter, but, but, but it, that it, uh, it goes back, Rav Yostam say, you're even allowed, he says that you're, you're also to l'schufe kosashiroi, let's say you have silk clothes, and you want to invert uh, some aromatic spices 
on them. In other words, here you're saying that you're not even, not because of uh, uh, burning or anything or doing a malach like that, but you're introducing a new smell into the clothes. That's also considered a uh, molet. How is this different than taking aromatic wood on yantav or spices and rubbing them and smelling them? You could even nip them if they've been already been, they're not attached to the ground, you can even nip the tops, umarich, and smell them. Hasam rechamiya said there's already a smell there. These are aromatic woods or spices that are detached from the ground, and you're, there's already a smell there. But sufi to kamos, you're just adding on to the smell, but you're not introducing a smell. Now, this is the kasha of moli, you can't introduce a smell into the klicheris or into clothing. Right, but here you're, you're, in other words, there you're just adding on smell that's already there. You're just bringing out the smell more. There's already a smell there. You're adding it on by rubbing it or by nipping it a little bit, cutting off a piece of it. You're adding on to the smell. But here you're introducing smell into the clothing or into the hairs for the first time. Rav Amar, going back to our issue that Shmuel was matur. Rav says Al nami mutter. Rav went like Shmuel that you're allowed to put spices. In other words, in order to smoke, uh, uh, smoke fruits. To, 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 you know, or foods, you're allowed to do that on yantif. It's ochel nefesh. It's even mutter, even on charcoal. Midi davi basra gumri. Just like any other meat. When you roast meat on yantif, right? You put meat on the coals. So you're also extinguishing a little bit, right? Uh, when you first put it on the coals and then you, you're making the, it burn more. So you're, you're kindling. And you're also, uh, introducing a smell into the, into the coals and into the meat, etc. That's also good. You have all these issues, right? All those things are mutter. So therefore, he went like Shmuel that it's ochol nefeshu. Ish and Paris is considered food. Veshavel chol nefesh, and everybody can eat it. And and it's just like uh, meat that you're roasting that there involves extinguishing, it involves kindling, and it also involves introducing a smell. You want the nice smell, uh, hickory smoked, uh, you know, uh, meat, whatever, whatever smell you're burning it on, whatever kind of wood or uh, or whatever uh, fuel that you're using. Using whatever kind of fuel that you're using, you're introducing that smell into the meat. So when it comes to cooking on that fish, all those things are mutter, and you're allowed to do it on yanta. And uh, if you're if you if you're if you're uh, cooking it for the next day for Shabbos, if you had an erev tafshilun, you're allowed to do it as well. All right, we'll pick it from here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Mo'adim to everybody.